We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Tuesday, Tuesday, May 3rd. And uh, we'll be talking a little bit about baseball. We'll talk about whatever you want. We'll talk about whatever you want. Hey, I'm in a good mood. Why not? I'm not in a good mood, right? I'm trying to, I'm overcompensating, trying to be in a good mood. Uh, but uh, but I'm always in a good mood when I see you guys in the YouTube chat. Give me those thumbs ups. Give me the thummy thumbs. You know I like the thummy thumbs in the morning. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Hit whatever you want, right? Got Dun Montgomery there, Suki Singh, real life pitcher, Trey, Rick McGill, right? Got you guys in the in the in the YouTube chat. A lot of, a lot of people gave, gave me good comments about yesterday's show. If you want to go back to yesterday's show, I basically described the very bare basic sports betting 101 of how if you want to just recreational bet and 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 lose the least amount possible, that you could do it. Like, it's a very, 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 very simple concepts. And uh, I, had a convers- I had a conversation with someone else in my DMs, someone that, d- that does sports betting content, that, uh, that like, oh, I, I, that, this, uh, if, if more people knew about this, then, then, you know, 
then so many more people would wouldn't lose as much betting, right? Or have a better shot at winning, right? And I and I told them, like I tell with that with the with DFS stuff, right? 95% of people won't do it. And it's sports betting, it may even be more than that, right? They just simply won't do it. It's not about not understanding, right? Well, a little bit of is it not understanding? It's just not interested. Not don't care because that's not the name of the game. As long as they pick winners, that's all that matters, right? I saw Derek Cardi earlier today, 10.08. Right, Derek even tweeted out. Basic but excellent advice for those new to sports betting. Shop for the best line. Like, what's what's so complicated about this? Don't just accept what one book gives you. This is the game of edges, and you can gain a lot of it by simply finding the best odds available. Like, what what is what is what is so... I mean, this is 95% of bettors do not do this, right? I want to bet on X, right? And they go, okay, I want to bet minus 115 where you could get minus 110 somewhere else. Right? That, 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 you don't have to walk anywhere, right? So go to the store and it's like, I, 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 yeah, I guess uh, a gallon of milk is at uh, 229, right? I'll pay that even though you're like right next to it, it says 209. It's like, why, why are you paying more for no reason? For no reason whatsoever. And uh, if you talk to average normal people, right? Even people that are above average, right? That are involved in, and they, they bet often more, or they play DFS more. You, you still, you, 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 run, you run into, you run into lazy people. I don't know, lazy. I don't want to, do I want to call them stupid? I kind of want to call them stupid. But like, I, I'm reading this to him. Like, oh, Derek, okay, yeah, great. I mean, it's not, this, this is not like, oh my God, I've never heard this before, right? But then you scroll down and this is, this is what you find. Right, you find a Cardinals red ninety six. Not to call them out personally or anything. Is there really going to be much of a difference with new betters though? Someone putting twenty dollars on a game isn't going to see much of a difference between minus one hundred five and minus one fifteen. LOL. I understand that it's like a one dollar and some change, right? But probably won't be worth it to new betters who are in it for entertainment value. Having one book is simple. Rather having money in four to five different books, right? Right. Oh, there's no difference. One hundred five and one fifteen on a twenty dollar bet. I mean, it's it's only it's only a dollar. It's only a dollar fifty, right? A dollar, a dollar twenty, right? Yeah, I know that new betters, right? Because this is because this is the attitude. It's like, oh, why why bother? If I'm betting twenty dollars a game, I don't want to have like be able to put money on multiple books, even though you could do it immediately in U.S. books. It's not like like through. It's not, it's not like you had to leave a ton of money on books, right? You could just say, oh, okay, I have nothing here, but there's a better line. I'm going to deposit fifty bucks, and there you go. Right, especially if you're taking care of taking advantage of bonuses, right? And if you're a new better, most likely you're not just betting once in the blue moon, right? It's not like oh, okay, I like like I bet two or three bets a month type of thing. You're probably betting on a couple of things, right? On a, on a night, even if even if you're doing parlays and stuff, even if whatever, like you make okay, uh, you know maybe maybe a couple of days a week, you make a couple of bets, right? I'm just I'm just coming a real recreation. Right. There are a lot of people that for fun, they all oh, place 14 different bets on NBA tonight. Right. Different little product. I'll bet two dollars on that. I'll bet three dollars on this. You can do that. But now I'm now I'm just saying like, OK, let's say you make in the course of a week, you make 10 bets. Right. On random different things, college football game, whatever. Tennis. Who, who knows? Right. Live betting. Right. You, maybe you're doing a live bet. I mean, it's, it's 10. And let's say your average bet is 20 bucks. OK. 
and you're betting 10, 10 bets of that, and you could find a better line by more that saves you more as much of a dollar as around a dollar on $20 for 10 bets, right? That's $10, right? You just thrown away before and anything wins or loses, you've just basically thrown away $10 in the course of a week. And then, well, add it up for 50 weeks. It's 500 bucks, right? So whatever, whatever you're doing in sports betting, it's like, oh, at the, at the end of the year, you'll have, you'll have enough money to pay your, your, your gas and electric bill for three months or whatever the hell it is. Just simply by, oh, I'm going to look over here and press that button instead, right? Like that's the difference, but this is the mentality that people have. Oh, what's really the, what's really the difference, right? And a lot of times these are the same people that, you know, like, well, uh, do I go to the gas station that uh, has gas at 315? Or do I go to the gas station and that, that has gas at, at 323, right? Well, the gas station that with, with uh, 323 is right around the corner and the gas station with $3.15 is I got to make an extra left, right? People, people go and just go, I'll make the extra left and get gas for cheaper, right? For eight cents cheaper on the gallon. I'm only getting 10 gallons of gas. That's 80 cents. People will do that. Right, and you should do that probably. Ten cent difference in gas prices, right? If you consistently do that, oh, by the end of the year, oh, I end up with an extra thirty or forty bucks in my pocket. Like that, the, there's less of a difference in doing that than paying one fifteen to one hundred five. The difference between the lines. Yet people will, will do. They understand that, right? Right. You go to you go. Uh, this is the this is the thing that that, that annoys me. But this it just shows that. Having a conversation with other sports betting people and content creators of like, oh, how do we educate the public? Like to make them understand. It's like they, they don't want to understand, right? It's like I, I've, I've, I've done this in DFS for too long, right? We've done this show for too long. I've done my course for too long. I've talked to people for too long, right? I try to do the best I can. And I know that only 5% will actually listen, right? And I feel, I feel... I'm glad I, I feel happy for the five percent right when people dm me and say you know oh, i was a losing dfs player and then oh i listen to your course i watch your show and now here i won fifty thousand dollars on DraftKings or something or i've been playing you know i played small stakes i the one guy I, I recently was like you know won the mini max four times and now i'm moving up or one single and you know now now i'm a profitable player it's like i love uh, yeah i love hearing that yes 95% of people. I also get messages of uh, uh, most of your stuff is BS and uh, who, who the, who the, who's going to hit a home run, today, right? Like none of that math stuff. None of that. You know, who, no one cares about that type of stuff. Projections? Who cares about projections? They're, they're, uh, the computer's making lineups for you, right? Those people. That's most people, right? But it's just like showing. Like I, I, it's like I'm, I'm on Twitter after having that conversation last night of like people just don't listen. Don't, they don't care. Right, it doesn't mean enough to them. Right, it's like oh, they understand that paying minus one fifteen is worse than paying minus one hundred five. But is there really that much of a difference? It's only a dollar, right? And then they, and then they, 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 what they do is that they bet even more than that, right? Right. So I'm not even talking about ten bets a week. I'm talking about someone that you know places ten bets in a day, right? Recreationally, you know, they're not like professionals. They're not trying to you know make make money it's entertainment and maybe they'll get lucky and make some money maybe right so maybe they're making 40 bets a week 
50 bets a week with an average of $20. And they, and all the, all the, all the bets they make, they could find a better line by, by, by a dollar on average. Right. So that's 50, that's 50 bucks. You just basically threw 50 bucks away for no, no reason. Just take a $50 bill and burn it. That's exactly what you did. Now do that every week. Right. For like 50 weeks, that's $2,500. Like that, it adds up. That's what it is. And even on a recreational better, right? If you bet, make, tw- let's say you make 20 bets in a week of $20 each, and you could save a dollar on each bet. That's like a free bet a week. Like you're just throwing it. You're just saying, uh, do you want a free bet for just betting? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just throw, chop around. It's, it infuriates me. And it feels like why I don't, I don't, I don't see what's so hard about this, but 95% of people won't do this. You'll tell them, you'll literally tell them, and they still won't do it. And I'll, and I'll admit to it. Yeah, it's a $1 difference. But when it comes down to it's a 638 and the NBA game is re- uh, getting ready to start and they're they're on their phone in the toilet going, oh, I'll bet on this, I'll bet on that, I'll bet on this. They're all at one book, right? Didn't even bother to check, right? Other books. And, and there are sites that you could go to that get, you could see all the odds. We have a site called scoresandodds.com. Okay, that's one of those types of sites. You could just compare all the lines and go, oh, that line's better. So I'm going to bet there. It just amazes me. It amazes me. I just had to, I had to bring that up. Because I, I, before the show, I'm reading. Derek, oh, okay, Derek Hardy. Okay, okay. Let, let me go on the replies. Because I always expect stupid replies in Cardi's comments sometimes. I go and I see that. And I go, you can't teach people. You can't teach stupid. You can't, you can't teach people. Or lazy, they can't teach lazy, right? Because I don't think this person is stupid. I think it's more of lazy, more of like, what's really the big difference? A dollar, is it really worth the dollar for me to open up another app? Like, that's really what it comes down to. Exactly. Maybe for some people, it isn't worth the dollar. Maybe. I don't know. What do you do with that, that extra, extra three seconds isn't worth the dollar? I don't, I don't know about you, but whatever. Just wanted to get that rant out of the way. <sighs> Brian C says, yeah. Oh, yeah, Blender Black for my day. I had to walk 15 miles to school both ways in the snow without earmuffs or a hat. Uh, okay. Yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, I mean, it was a small slate yesterday. Uh, if you stack the Diamondbacks against Lopez, you won. That's essentially what. And it's not like Lopez didn't even, even do that badly, right? Lopez still got seven strikeouts, Right. But I mean, the scoring yesterday, damn, baseball is so boring. I mean, it, it, it's, it's gone from, it was a fairly boring sport to begin with. And now it is brutal. It is brutal. I watched like the first, like I, on MLB TV with the four box. I was watching four games at once, right? From like seven o'clock, four games at once. And it still was like, there still wasn't even anything going on. Like, this, like, one of these things out of one of these games, can something happen? Can something can please can something happen? No, then nothing and just staring and going, What am I what am I doing? I can't, can't even watch four games and see anything exciting happen. But yesterday, the the the, the Diamondbacks, uh I mean Lopez was one of the most owned pitchers, right? He was was it yeah, who's the he was the most expensive, 45%, uh gallon, 42%. Bassett, 30%. Rasmussen, 24%. Paddock, 23%. I played uh, yesterday. I didn't play the – I actually played Lopez. I played four – I only played four lineups yesterday. 
Uh, I cashed two of them. I cashed in the 121. I mean, I lost a little bit, but not that much. But I primarily played Rays. I played the Rays. I played the Mariners. I played uh, uh, the Blue Jays. I couldn't play the Yankees. It was between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. And uh, then I played one lineup with Miami against Zach Gallon. Like my choice was either I was going to play one out of my four lineups to either stack against Gallon or stack against Lopez. And I decided to stack against. I, I thought uh, uh, Gallon, I actually thought Gallon would be the most owned pitcher on the slope. Right. So that's why I that's why I chose Gallon over Lopez. I thought it's 7,600 that people may not just pay up for 10,000 for Lopez, but uh, the, the, the twins were cheap enough that the twins were super chalk. I knew that they were going to be the chalkiest stack, but I didn't think they would be this chalky. I didn't play any of the twins. I just, I mean, I, on a six game slate, you tell me that, you know, a, a stack's going to be 20 plus percent owned and I just exit out. I mean, that's, that's easy to me. I thought the, the Orioles would be higher because they were really cheap. Actually came in a little bit lower than I thought. And I knew the Astros would be chalky also. Right. So basically I'm trying to avoid the twins, the Astros and uh, the Orioles. So that's why, you know, based on, based on our slate IQ and our stack percentage tool for DraftKings, I saw in combination with the bat projections that from a ceiling perspective, uh, the Yankees, after those teams, you remove those teams, you had the Yankees, you had the Mariners, you had the Blue Jays, uh, you had the, the Rays, like after that. Uh, so I just played, I just played four lineups like that, right? Right? Turns out the Mariners really didn't do anything. Uh, the Rays did fine, right? I mean, there was, there was, there, I mean, the winning lineups, if we take a look here, you know, like basically five, tiers five, three with Atlanta, right? Because Darno, Albies, Riley, I mean, even though Bassett had a, had a good game, but, you know, maybe not the full five man Atlanta stack did well, but, what do you need to do well on a slate like this? Barely anything happened, right? So here we go. Here's like here's another five man, five man. Uh, now this is four Diamondbacks, three Braves, and Wander Franco. Here's another five three. Sean Zan, another five three. Okay, here's here's like a four three one with the Yankees and Bo Bichette, right? Yeah, here's a five man. Okay, here's a race stack with Luplo and Varsho, but no Peralta. Right. I mean, you see up here, the, 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 the scores are really close. Like a BK reader just uh, replaced, uh, what was Peralta's price? 3,600. Right. If he just replaced Varsho with, uh, with Peralta, uh, he would have won. Right. BK reader would have would won the whole thing. Even with a three point low in this lineup. Right. Cause you take a look here. The, the only difference is what, this is a five point swing. Varsho at 16 and Peralta had 24. So, yeah. I mean, there was also tons of lineups at the bottom with zero, zero, zeros. I mean, so many people didn't, I mean, dude, I mean, look, from a lot of slates, on like tonight's slate, an 11-game slate, I'm assuming a lineup this low, 150, right? With guys with fives and zero. Look, the winning lineup had a zero in it, right? The pitchers, you know, you had two 20-point pitchers. But, I mean, if we take a look at the pitchers, I mean, most pitchers did okay, right? Where I get out of here? Can we get this fixed? Oh, we got it fixed. We got it fixed. We got the pitcher filled by team fixed. Little, give some thummy thumbs for that. Uh, let me take a look at the pitcher. The, I mean, outside of the really bad pitchers, I mean, pretty much. I mean, I mean, Pablo Lopez like eleven, but I mean, for giving up a couple of giving up three or four runs, that ain't that bad for eleven. 
20, 20, 18, 16, 23, 14 for Tyler Wells at his price. Odorizzi is 22. It's like, as long as you got around 40-ish points, right? 38 points, you, you, you were fine, right? It was more of the fact of like, did you have, did you have a uh, uh, couple of Diamondbacks backs? Did you, did you have, uh, you know, Gla- Glaber Torres? Like, did you take a look at Glaber Torres? He wasn't even, like, I didn't even see him up here, right? He had 21 points and he's not even in winning lineups, right? Okay, here he comes. Giant Squid has, right? 7.5% didn't even make, you know, winning lineups. Right. But if we take a look at the, at the, the batting, I mean, dude, I mean, Byron Buxton was 26%. I mean, this is, this is uh, in the large field. Do we have the single entry in here? Seventh inners. Okay. We, do, we don't have the 121 in here. Cause in the 121, Byron Buxton was, was like 46% and Kepler was 40%. I mean, the single entry stuff was nuts. So let me take a look at what's the smallest field. Yeah, I guess I'll, eh. Take a look at the 777. Right here, look, Byron Buxton, 31%, 29%, 25%. Miranda, 25% at 2,000. Polanco, right. All these twins. 1% lineup, nothing, right? It's not that it's not that hard to win, right? Sean Zan won, okay, in the 777. Yeah, with an Astro, basically, you know, 5-3 Astros, Diamondbacks, Bassett Gallon, fine. Look, he won with look at look at all these snowflakes, right? But look, Peralta in this contest, the seven 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 was less than one percent owned. Dalton Varsho two percent owned. Luplo three percent owned. So it's like, dude, nothing happened on the slate. He had zero five. So he won a hundred thousand dollars, right? Hundred grand first place with with this line one twenty three, right? Because the chalk was so much more chalkier. And as, as I repeat a million times, baseball is built around failure. So I think one of the, one of the biggest skills you could have in, in, in MLB DFS is to, to remove FOMO for like, again, like into the, the anti-FOMO mindset. Okay. Cause a lot of people play chalk because they're, they have a fear of missing out. Like, how could you not, how could you not play the twins against the Wells? The Orioles and they're cheap, and you got Miranda here, and they're a little too cheap. Kepler's too cheap. How could you not? Well, what happens if they put up eight runs? Ah, and I missed out on it. They put up 12 runs and I missed out on it. Yeah, but look how old they are. Doesn't mean you're gonna win anything. It's a lot have third of the, the quarter of the lineups have that stack, right? So we built on failure. So don't think of fear of missing out. Let other people have the fear of missing out. Well, what happens if Zach Gallen puts up uh, 35 points? Well, then you lose and tomorrow's another slate. Are you, fear, are you, are you fearing that, that, that the world's going to blow up at the end of the day? Are you feel like that DFS is going to get outlawed tomorrow? I mean, like, like dude, there's, there, there's going to be tons of, gonna, there's going to be infinite amount, not infinite amount of slates, but you'll be able to play tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after. Don't always chase after like, oh, well, what happens if they do well? Well, I mean, then a third of the lineups got the same points anyway. Not even guaranteed the cash. But you'll see this every day. And then sometimes the chalk comes in. You're right. And sometimes, sometimes the chalky is stacked. The, you know, the Twins put up 14 runs in this spot. The winning lineup's 220. And you didn't have any of it. And oh, well. 
I'm telling you, over the course of 150 slates, you'd be better off not having these spots when it comes to hitters. Can you build lineups? Yes, there are plus EV lineups that contain twins, but they're very different than other spots. You can build those lineups if you want. It's much harder. Like I, I, I preach that that default stance of like in baseball is built on failure because once you fade the twins, like on this slate that we, that we just, we just had, let's say I told you, you fade the twins and one of gallon or Lopez, like just choose which one. It doesn't even matter. Then build whatever stack lineup you want. It could be five man. It could be four, three, one, five, two, one, five, three, five, one, 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 whatever you want. At that point, build whatever you want. Now, now it's up to you. I don't think whatever you do is not going to be is not going to be that bad, right? Because you've already gotten enough. You're right. You you faded the twins, the the the, the twenty five plus percent owned stack, and one of the fifty plus percent owned pitches. So now, whatever lineup, he's like, oh, I, I like the I like the Blue Jays. Okay, you're fine. Do you have to worry about ownership? No, you don't have to worry about any of that, right? You've already you you you've identified how you could remove ownership from your lineup and get leverage and have a plus EV lineup. Done. Easy, because you could pretty much do anything at that point. Now, let's say you play Gallon, Lopez, and the five-man twin stack. So you got three slots left, and you got to get really different now. Now it's much harder to find the plus EV lineups, right? You get a little too chalky, then then you're, you're sharing points with too many people, right? You're too contrarian. You're playing guys. I'm going to play a play a play guy off the bench to get really contrarian. Probably that's probably not a good idea. There's a lot more nuance in the, the the fine line between if those lineups are plus EV versus minus EV is much harder to distinguish. Yet if you find a leverage spot, if you find it's like well, if I just just fade the Twins and one of these top on pitchers. I could just like whatever, whatever I could look and uh, I'm gonna, I'll take the Oakland A's, right? Even though they project the war, they don't even project that great, right? You can just, just X them out. Can we go? Do we have their historical projections from yesterday? Let, let me see. Uh, come on, where do we go back? We go back yesterday. I mean, I could just show you, just like, like, just go and line up HQ. It's part, you know, get Roto Grinders tools. Let's go to DraftKings MLB for yesterday's slate. So we could build on the projections that were there, right? I believe. I'm assuming it's been updated, but maybe not. Sometimes stuff early in the morning isn't. Okay, so here, here we got fantasy point using fantasy and act. Okay, we got everything yesterday, right? If I if I run this, Wells, Pat, okay, this is okay. This is based on RG projections, right? Right. So you got Tampa Bay, Seattle, Toronto. I mean, you could just there. Here's a lineup. You're done. Has Paddock and Wells. All you have to do uh, is okay. Uh, oh, that's why because I excluded all those players from yesterday because I built my lineups. All right, so we're gonna run it. Okay, now, now, now we got, now we got. It. I was wondering. It's like, okay, this is this is weird. Okay, it's like the optimal would have been. I don't know why Burrows and Woods. Okay, this is all screwed up. I'm getting relief pictures that have have zero projections. In. But maybe I hope you understand my point. Yeah, they got update stuff for yesterday for these historical projections. 
That's all, what a lot of baseball is. I mean, especially on the smaller slates. Six-game slates, like, oh, who's the chalkiest team? That, oh, the, the Twins? Just X amount. And then go, well, what do I want to build? Well, build whatever you want. Because it's so much easier to find the spots where the condensed ownership is. On, on a slate like tonight, where we have 11 games, is there going to be one team that's going to be 30% owned? Probably not, right? There may be teams that are more owned than others, but are there going to be teams that are so dramatically uh, over-owned compared to others? Probably not. Even like Washington or Colorado. Like Colorado has the highest team total, right? Buying their cores. Like they, like maybe they're the most popular stack and they're going to be like 15 to 18% owned, maybe. Which is a lot for an 11 game slate. But not like it's not going to be 30 or 40, right? And then if you took away that Colorado game, I mean, it's quite possible that the highest owned stack is like 10%, right? There's a 10% owned stack, there's an 8% owned stack, there's a 7% owned stack. Like everything is kind of in that range. And you go, well, who do I fade? Well, Nothing is really like nothing is that owned where you could where you could easily identify leverage. Where you could easily identify a spot to not to be different, to not have. Right. So that playing baseball in, in smaller slates or even bigger slates. I mean, you could do the same with pitchers. This pitcher is going to be 42% owned on 11 game slate. It's like, okay, what's the easiest way for me to get different? Well, don't play that pitcher, right? If you're going to play one line. Right, because building liners with that pitcher are going to be harder because you're going to have to find leverage elsewhere. Right, and in baseball, it's so much easier to find leverage on smaller slates. Where Paul, we saw that yesterday with the Twins. Even if you don't win, like just learn how to do this. Do this over a 150 slate season, and you will likely come out on top. Right, or come close. You'll have you'll have top ten finishes in GPPs. Whether or not you have the first place versus third place, that may determine your season. You know, one, a walk. Someone getting thrown out at the plate, right? Something like that. Two points may decide the difference between uh, 100,000 and 40,000. Or 10,000 and 5,000 or something like that. And that may be the difference between a really good season and just like, oh, yeah, I made some money type of season. Uh Neil Jaworski says it's super boring, but I honestly seem to do better on the slate with low scoring. Well, because correlation doesn't matter as much, right? You, you don't have to be perfect. On slates with low scoring, it's just that you don't have to be perfect. You have to be less perfect. But on the slates that's low scoring, you need the guys that score a decent amount. Like yesterday, it's going to be hard to win without Peralta or Torres or you know, someone like that in your lineup because not many people score points. So you're still going to need, but you could win with those guys and a zero. On the high-scoring slates, when we have multiple teams that are putting up, you know, eight, ten runs, like on a tonight's slate, let's say we have a, two teams that score eight and one team that scores 13, another, and three more teams that score six or seven, like most likely you ain't winning with, with some stack and, and, and 30 points total at pitcher and, and two zeros in your line. No, you probably don't even catch. Yet on a slate like yesterday, you could, but you still need the key pieces. I think I think between the six games, there, there, there were four home runs total. Four home runs total in six games. So you're probably gonna need you're probably gonna need at least one of them or two of them. There's only four players that did it. They're gonna need them, right? Probably not gonna get away with you know seven points, five points, three points. No, that's not gonna do well. 
So there's, there's, there's pros and cons of those low scoring slates. High scoring slates, sometimes like if a ton of people, we have a ton of batters that have 20 plus points, 23 points, right? A ton of team stacks that put up, you know, someone has 19, someone has 22, someone has 14, like that. And there's a bunch of them. And there's no player that put up like 42 points or anything. Then, then you can win with a, a multitude of different ways, right? It's like, oh, well, I didn't stack the team that scored 12 runs. Well, based on their positions and their ownership, like you could have won with a team that scored that scored nine runs, right? Mix it with the home run hitter from this game. Like th- there's many more ways for you to win. On the slates where one guy hits three home runs, you're pretty much going to need that guy, right? If they're owned and, and any sizable amount, right? Unless they're a 0.2% owned guy. Like we had that Anthony Rizzo slate last week. Like if you didn't have the yeah, if you didn't have 52 points from Rizzo, you you ain't you ain't coming in first, right? You ain't making that up. Okie doke. Anything else in the YouTube chat? Be a short show today. I mean, I'm not really talking about today's slate because uh, because I'm gonna be on later. I'll be on later tonight, later on Grinders Live. So if you got anything, any other any other questions in the YouTube chat, feel free, feel free to type it in. Give me those, give me those thummy thumbs, right? You can always ask me sports betting questions also. I mean, it's a DFS show, I guess. If you have, it's, it's still basic. I still talk about strat, like strategy, like not sports betting. Like, what do you, what do you like on tonight's game? That's the same question as like, what, who, do, who do you like tonight at shortstop, right? I don't care. I don't like anything. Uh, but I'll be on later, later today, later today. So that's uh, 5 p.m., right? We move these shows around all the time. It's on the schedule, then it moves. It depends on when the slate starts, right? But I'll be on later today. Grinders live with Dean, right? Am I on with anyone else? Is it just me and Dean? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe there's someone else on with me also. So it'll be me and Dean. Five o'clock Eastern. Same channel, same place. YouTube channel, right? Uh, then uh, Crunch Time is free, as as usual. All season brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, so so you get Roth's weather report. You get uh, you get Cardi or you know, I think Cardi's will be there. You'll get G's or whoever, whoever, whoever's on Crunch Time uh scores and odds channel subscribe to that channel on youtube right that's uh that's all the, the you know scores and odds.com is a sister site to roto grinders uh and uh so if you want like sports betting stuff compare lines line shop all that type of stuff go there and grant has his uh you know monday through friday has a show on the scores and odds youtube channel called live locks and he goes through and he looks for bets that could be plus ev right i mean he does he, he's shopping around also, right? He'll, he'll, he'll show you all that type of stuff. Bonus hunting. He does a ton of that, right? Well, he'll go, he'll go on any book. He'll, I think he's, I think he has he's probably 37 books or something that he has money on or whatever, at least an account on. So if you'll learn more stuff about that, go to the scores and odds, YouTube channel. And, uh, and I'll be on later today here on grinders live at five o'clock Eastern. So give me those thummy thumbs, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. You'll know when, we go live here on YouTube, but uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens tonight, and then I'll review it tomorrow and answer your answer your strategy questions as I normally do on the DFS pregame show on RotoGrinders.com.